Rumble last week. Quick local stories online at HumboldtLastWeek.com, KimKemp.com, and on the radio on 99.1 KISS FM Mondays. Connect on social media for more local content and giveaways. Wow, so that picture I posted of the Carson Mansion? Definitely surprised so many of you enjoyed that on social media. Thank you so much. And yeah, you can always reach me there and at host at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Also, if you're a regular Humboldt Last Week listener, please do show love to our friends and episode partners. First, Ferndale Music Company with shows at the Old Steeple in Ferndale. Coming up, Hawaiian slack key guitar and ukulele master Led Kapana, December 21st. And identical twin folk stars, the Brother Brothers, January 11th. My dues like their taxes, for tickets to those shows, just head to FerndaleMusicCompany.com. And Cafe Nooner in Eureka. Experience fresh, good food cooked to order at Cafe Nooner in Old Town and Cafe Nooner 2 in Henderson Center, Eureka. Utilizing fresh local ingredients wherever possible. Locally owned and operated by Lorena and Joe Filgus since 2011. Check them out at CafeNooner.com. And Tuya's Escape to Tuya's in Victorian Ferndale for flights of Spanish wine, homemade Mexican food, and vibrant atmosphere. Rooted in food, art, and community, Tuya's is the perfect gathering place for friends, family, and date night. Follow Tuya's on Instagram and visit tuyasferndale.com to learn more. And Bongo Boy Studio in McKinleyville, former local bluesman Buddy Reed has recorded there. She is sweet as she could be. That's former local bluesman Buddy Reed. He did move, but look into where he recorded locally at bongoboystudio.com. All right, let's look into some things that happened in Humboldt last week. Eureka, with an endorsement from actress Zoe Deschanel. She told Travel and Leisure... Little, like, pterodactyl kind of noises. Like, ah! 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 Oh, no, wait, that was part of another thing. Deschanel actually said, Eureka's part of a perfect California road trip. Quote, oh, you have to go. It's so beautiful. It's amazing forests and hiking, and it's absolutely magical. Humboldt County Cannabis Taxes piece in the journal says for 2018, the county sent out 17.7 million bucks of cannabis tax bills. Of that, the article said they'd received 10.3 so far, about half cash being counted with fancy counting machines. Uh, Due to poor play by the linemen in front of him, writers and fans have been calling for Alex Kappa to start for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFL. Head coach who was on the radio talking about the HSU grad praising him, saying expect much more of him on the field this month. Oh, and about another HSU grad, as of this recording, close to a million people have signed a petition on Change.org to have the song Sweet Victory from SpongeBob played during the Super Bowl halftime as a tribute to creator Steven Hillenberg, who recently passed away there's an old article going around on reddit written by an hsu student back in 91 chat with the band fish before they played in arcada Ten bucks to see fish back then in 91. Jam band Ben and Jerry named Fish Food after early 90s show at the international beer garden in humboldt where humbrews is So the old Bien Padre food spot over by Costco in Eureka, that was bought up by a cannabis company. Grown Rogue out of Oregon reportedly hopes to open up a dispensary there by the end of 2019. They should uh, think about selling tortilla chips there, kind of as a nod to Bien Padre. That'd be cool. And the old Kmart in Eureka, 
Another location reportedly bought up by cannabis folks, Papa and Barkley specializes in more medical stuff that doesn't get you stoned, like tinctures and balms. Hopefully they can uh, spruce up the appearance of that old Big K, Southern Eureka. He's an HSU grad and a football player, Jaquan Gardner, running back who spent a game with the 49ers last summer, was signed to a new pro football league, the AAL. He'll play for the San Diego Fleet, reportedly. League starts in February, games airing on CBS. So yeah, the HSU grad in a new football league with lots of former NFL people. Again, the AAL. Maybe you remember hearing about this guy from Eureka allegedly posing online as a high schooler in Portland. And officials say he got this girl to send him nudes and videos thinking he was a boy at her school. Maybe threatened to release that stuff when she got resistant. Guy's facing a bunch of charges related to child porn. The DA rep up there told me his trial has a possible start date of February 4th. Old Navy reportedly headed back to the Bayshore Mall. Old Navy owned by Gap is intended to be a sort of lower cost version so yeah old navy humboldt mullen from the 90s to 09 back at it one more time st joe's hospital possibly cited by the state for using restraints on patients too much an employee reportedly said layoffs have caused a shortage of sitters people that calm patients down hold them down i guess more humanely a hospital said this complaint refers to one incident and they don't believe a sitter was the solution Well, according to the shelter, someone stole some expensive-ass Mastiff puppies from Miranda's Rescue near Fortuna, also an adorable pit bull. Shannon Miranda says he knows who did it, a Fortuna family that has a history with the dogs. He says they surrendered them, and they don't have a suitable situation for them. He also told KIEM he's upping security. Well, in Eureka news, you know what happens, right, to people that vandalize utility boxes, especially ones with gorgeous art painted on them? I like to think they fittingly get electrocuted right where it hurts the most. So, get zapped, buddy. Uh, Not to be harsh, but some extremely gullible person here fell for a phone scam and mailed 185k wrapped in tinfoil to another state thinking they were talking to Social Security on the phone. First off, must be nice to have that kind of money. And then also, this is why we talk to older folks about scams. A, quote, spooky storyteller was given a 16-year sentence after pleading no contest to sexually abusing his former stepchild, a girl supported by Bikers Against Child Abuse and many others. Uh, In court, reportedly, John Biedman, who used to work at the courthouse as well, still denying these charges until a judge cut him off, saying, I don't think I've seen a more disgusting display. Four elk were shot and killed illegally near Blue Lake, one pregnant, and it looks like the killers left behind the meat. It's not hunting season, and it's a rarity to get permits to hunt this kind of Roosevelt elk, so Fish and Wildlife wants help finding the perps. Well, a new Netflix movie shot up north in Del Norte is coming out soon. It's called Bird Box. An ominous unseen presence drives most of society to suicide, and a survivor and her two kids try to find safety. Bird Box, starring Sandra Bullock and John Malkovich, out on Netflix December 21st. Romy Maple is a humble resident who's been out there helping victims of sexual abuse. Uh, she was recently featured on a TV show on A&E called Cults and Extreme Beliefs. Also, uh, another A&E show. We'll delve into that a little bit later. And this was an episode looking into the Jehovah's Witness Church, delving into her story that began right here in Humboldt. And she's here with us now. Thank you so much for your time, Romy. 
Oh, thank you so much, Miles, for having me. It's an honor to be here and to meet you. Um, yes, I am definitely back in Humboldt. I came back to um, sort of address some of my stuff that I needed to address and take this to a whole other level um, of healing for myself and for others that have come forth to me over the time. So, You're extremely brave. I mean, this subject is not easy to talk about, and your message is so important for victims of sexual abuse. Uh, a lot of us know people impacted by it or are personally impacted by it. Um, and yeah, earlier we were talking about how, you know, you coming forward with your story lit a fire in you. And it, maybe you could just tell our listeners, you know, what gives you this energy in your fight? Oh, my goodness. It's, it has lit a fire in me. I, it's almost like the people that have come forth, and it's just been viral. This is not just about religious groups. This is about anybody that's been hurt. When I speak validation and talk to people and listen to their stories, show love and compassion, it fires something up in me to know that there's such a large amount of us that have gone through this. And so when I speak and I'm able to create that with the person that I'm speaking with, it makes me want to go forward. It makes me want to keep going on this fight to become my best version and see that and feel that with others as I'm speaking with them and learning about what they've been through. Yeah, it's absolutely inspiring to see that, you know, and I've seen a lot of the social media following out there, people reaching out to you to tell their own stories. I would imagine the feedback has been just overwhelming since these A&E episodes have come out. Yes, it's, it's, it's been viral. And as I said, I, I have hundreds of messages. I've not even been able to get to everything. I'm trying so hard being only one person, and that's kind of why I have gone to the level that I've gone with and created 707SAFE, which stands for Sexual Assault Fighters Elite. And that is um, a nonprofit to help and be able to allow me that time to assist others and to give others uh, the power that they need and the courage that they need to go forward. Right, and power in numbers, you know, 707 Safe is growing. And, you know, I looked into your story. You suffered horrible abuse from an early age. You did everything you could to get the truth out there. But, you know, you were ignored or threatened for 40 years. And, you know, the church's response to all of this, um, you know, for those of us that watched the episode, is pointing to their written policy on protecting children. Um, what did you think of that response? You know, I always just say speaking out of both sides of your mouth um, because I know growing up in it and what I saw and felt is that what's being said was not the way that it was being handled. And so for me to go the level that I went, I wanted people to see what was going on in there, what was really happening in there, and what they were signing up for. And so um, it was an awful feeling to be ignored. It makes you crazy. To not be believed, not have someone who wrap their arms around you and get you the proper help and to believe you and validate you. Um, and that's why it's taken me to this level of that power in that. And so when you spend years having someone basically shut the door in your face over and over and over, it happened probably 20 times with 20 different elders to try to get someone to listen and, and no one would listen it just seems so hypocritical because these are people that walk up to your doorstep and have conversations with you out of nowhere and they seem so warm and inviting. So 
they have this sort of history of what investigating themselves, uh, not reporting stuff to cops. We were talking about sort of traditions and how people could maybe be stuck in that. Do you think that having all of this said about them is getting them to change? Um, I no. I think that they say that, but they're not actually doing that. That's what I my experience. Um, they want people in the public because they've had so much negativity around. I mean, there's so many child sexual abuse cases out there right now. They're literally just writing checks so they don't have to go to a court level. And so, um, no, I don't think anything's changing. I think that they create the wording that they need to create so they can keep operating under uh, the facade that they share with the public. That is what I that is what I know. Um, speaking with Barb Anderson, who is also someone I've worked with a lot. She worked with A&E as a cult specialist in that specific religion and was able to verify and validate a lot of those, um, what I'm saying to you about that. There's just so much out there. I mean, just in recent years, you saw that thing over in Australia with more than a thousand Jehovah's Witness uh, accused of child sex abuse and the police never knew anything. And it's unfortunate that these headlines are out there in recent news, and yet, as you're saying, you know, on the surface, they appear like they're changing, but these sort of traditional values remain the same. And I wanted to talk to you about these traditional values a little bit. I mean, you were in the church for 40 years, but in this episode, you did call them a cult. You know, I would imagine you still stand behind that wording. Well, and the, yeah, and it was, I do, absolutely. Um, and I only say that because First of all, I want to talk a little bit about the fact that child sexual abuse is a crime. I don't care where, in a family, in a religion, in a whatever. Child sexually abusing a child is a crime. And in a lot of religions, it's not a crime, it's a sin. And so there's a lot of stuff and secrets and things that are being held in those specific laws that they create to make their church look clean. Because I know growing up, that was always the big thing about how the church looked clean. The Jehovah's Witness religion, the one I grew up in, it was this clean congregation. You know, they, and, and so they may have appeared that way, but in the background, it wasn't clean at all. Because there was children, I'm talking thousands of children, that have gone forth and said that they were being hurt. And not only were they blamed and ignored and shunned, they were made to feel like they did something wrong instead of the law being called and them being protected, which is what have, should have happened. You know, your abuser, um, you cannot file charges against him because of statute of limitations, but you have outed him. Um, and you said you even provided a letter to him um, forgiving him because you wanted to forgive him for yourself so you could move forward. But do you think because of all that, there are eyes on him and maybe he's unable to offend anymore? I don't know that. And I don't, I, I'm not going to say that because I don't know that. I would say that the forgiveness and the letter and the courage, I mean, I'm talking, I, I wrote that letter a lot of times to come up with the words to be gentle because that's who I am. And one of the things that I've learned in my in the process of my life is I will never change who I am. And that is a, I'm a very gentle person. And I want to be better and I want to heal. And I'm going to create that for myself. It means more than anything in this world to me. So through that forgiveness and that letter, that was for me. So as far as him reoffending, I don't, I don't know about that. 
um, and I couldn't go forth and I couldn't say anything legally because statute of limitations in California, I believe it's 18 plus 10, so you have to do everything by age 28. Um, so I'm a part of a legislation group right now called SCARS. They're wonderful, and they work with legislation uh, trying to change those laws. So it's, it doesn't protect the pedophile. It protects the victim. And so because of all of that and because of the laws, and there is a statute of limitations protects the, the pedophile, I was not able to uh, file any type of charges against him and I went through the processes to do everything I possibly could because in my mind I'm thinking of others, so he cannot reoffend. I know I'm one of five that I believe were hurt by him as children. Um, there's nothing I can do about it at this point besides continue the fight so other people don't have to go through that. I had read now in California that sexual offenses committed in, what, 2017 and on are no longer subject to a statute of limitations. Uh, that's helpful. That is helpful. That is that California? I believe so. Yeah. So anything, anything that happens now into the future, there's no statute. That's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Great. That is amazing news. I love to hear that. Yeah. And you know, you were talking about sort of being freed from all of this, you know, because this was your whole life. Um, what other things um, are you having to break yourself away from when it comes to this church? I mean, you, were you not allowed to celebrate birthdays and you weren't allowed to have non-Jehovah's Witness friends? Are, are there some of these sort of habits that you're having to sort of remove yourself from still? Oh, no, no, no. I, 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 I talk about this. I'm writing a book right now, actually, and hopefully middle of the year it'll be done. But um, what I talk about is it's a freeing feeling to have that power within yourself and the facts. So the facts, knowing that it was a lie and that I was lied to my whole entire life and everything I felt and I thought and I was exposed to, I knew it was wicked. So one of the things I talk about is that being awake, you know, coming out and being awake and then creating this freedom, which there's work involved in that. And so the freedom that I talk about is being able to be me and celebrate the holidays and be able to try to live a normal life. And I mean, when I walked away from this cult eight years ago, I shut the door and I pretty much walked out of there with me and my daughter. And I had no one because you, when you walk away, you become an apostate and they treat you like you're dead. I mean, they treat you like you're dead if you're disfellowshipped and do something wrong while you're in it. But when if you walk away and you become an apostate like I've become, then they really treat you like you're dead. So I knew all of that. And when I shut that door, I was in this mission inside of myself to create a new life for myself and start and be able to handpick my friends and bring in and um, start something brand new for myself. And so that's what I'm doing. And that's that fire I'm talking about because it's like a, a child kind of, growing up and all these things that I didn't get when I was a little girl being so trapped in that and now being out and I'm no longer trapped. I'm just like the sponge trying to bring it all in and feeling that beautiful power of so many others that needed the same thing. And so I've just been able to handpick a, a beautiful group of people to move forward with my life. So, And you're doing it for your daughter too. I mean, she's not being fed these doomsday stories that Armageddon's coming. She's not. She's doing so good. She's in school right now to be a nurse. Um, she's just an amazing child. I couldn't be more honored to have her a part of my side, and she's also a part of our nonprofit, 707 Safe, 
One of the things I was just going to mention, too, when I say 707, because I know you understand 707 because it's our area code for Humboldt yeah. County, for Purdue. Right. But a lot of people have asked me, so what's 707 or 408 or 808 or 239 or all the different area codes? So I chose 707 because that's where my trauma started, and I moved back home to go head-to-head with the people that hurt me, no longer being afraid of anything, and that's where it's ending. And I speak about that on my website, on romynaple.com, a lot about my story in there, too. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. So Absolutely. So it's 707 Safe, Sexual Assault Fighters Elite, and you're at romymaple.com. Were you saying that you're nonprofit status now? I am. I am. I'm so excited. It was just when I did my first article in the paper, it was just a dream. My beautiful editor who has walked along beside me, um, she's such a gift and such an angel in my life. She's the one that kind of helped me, fired me up to, to, to make that dream happen. I was helping people out of my own pocket. I was trying so hard, and I wanted everybody to feel this feeling of freedom that I had created for myself with what the steps that I've taken to be where I'm at today. And so SAFE was this nonprofit dream to create an, an avenue for people to help them and to be able to, matter of fact, I've got a little bit here on that. Um, the purpose of Sexual Assault Fighters Elite is to provide transformational healing through education, group support, and individual life coaching to assist to adult victims of child sexual abuse. So this is if it's either in a religion or if it's in an abusive relationship. It's That's my dream and my goal was to create that, to keep this fire going forward and this freedom to keep going forward and to become the best version of myself and find that wholeness and give that to others in what I'm doing. So. You are so inspiring. And like I said earlier, you know, your message is so important for victims of sexual abuse because a lot of us are impacted by it uh, right in our face or we know people that are personally impacted by it. So thank you again so much, Romy, for talking about your story and for sharing with us. Um, is there anything else that you want to mention to people listening? I do. For anybody out there that's listening that has been hurt, that has been molested as a child, that has gone through that and, and needs someone to talk to, needs validation and hope, and someone that really understands it, I, I, I hope that you feel that you can come forth. Please feel safe to come forth and to speak to me. I would love to hear your story, um, and um, that's what I want to create is a safe place for people to do that. It takes a lot of courage to talk. It's a very scary thing to go through. Child sexual abuse is a very, I mean, I talk about this a little bit in my book or how it scars the brain, and, it, and it's tough when you're not taken care of properly. You're holding that within, and that freedom to feel like you've got a safe place to share it I am a mentor and a life coach. I'm not a licensed therapist, but I make a great middleman. And being exposed to this stuff my whole entire life and being where I'm at today, I just invite anybody that feels like they want to talk, that I would love to hear you, hear from you. I'd love to hear your stories. And I really appreciate your time, Miles, and having me on your show. Yes, seriously, Romy, thank you so much. You know, you're so inviting and your personality is so inviting. So I hope those listening to that really know that that is absolutely true and that they can approach you at romymaple.com. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Miles. You can head to humboldtlastweek.com now to listen, connect, and find new music like Lucy Swan, Muse, and Jetta.
New music from Lucy Swan, Muse, and Jetta. Full playlist at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Just click on new music. Hey, if you've been enjoying Humboldt Last Week, please support our friends and episode partners, Bongo Boy Studio in McKinleyville, Tuya's Mexican Restaurant in Ferndale, Cafe Nooner with two locations in Eureka, and Ferndale Music Company. My name's Miles. I love Humboldt. Thank you so much to Kim Kemp and Redheaded Black Belt for supporting the show, as well as 991 Kiss FM Mondays. And yeah, if you want links to anything I talked about, please do let me know, reach out, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Humboldt last week.